Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you know what? In Scotland, you say if someone's a bit dopey, you say they're horn-knitted. Horn knitted, really? Hand knitted. <laughs> horn knitted. Oh, it's a bit horn knitted, that one. I think it means that you're just a bit stupid. But anyway, that, I, don't know why, I don't know why I said that when we were talking about you. Yeah, I wonder. It was just mm. coincidental. Uh, <laughs> hello, listeners. Hello, Alan Cumming. Hello, world. Hello. It's, pri- it's Pride Month. It's Homo Sapiens Extra. This is where we read your emails and your letters and your Instagram messages. We um, read out review of the week where somebody can win a T-shirt Ooh. if we choose you. It's our favourite review. And we do wormhole of the week. We Ooh. do anecdote roulette with Ooh. none other than uh, my co-compadre Alan Cumming. Can you and buy a T-shirt if you don't win it? Good question, Alan. Because if you go to everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens, you can also buy a T-shirt or a sweatshirt. Or you um, go to Alan Cumming dot com slash shop just saying exactly that's where i, I send everybody easier. by the way if anyone ever says anything <laughs> about alan they go oh we'll just have a look on alancoming.com forward slash shop <laughs> the answer's there it's my wikipedia um so off we go <laughs> welcome to the show yay hello christopher how are you hi i'm good thanks how are you i feel like i've not spoken to you in ages which is um, semi true i'm having a cracker a rice cracker I thought you were going to say breakdown there, which, no. quite frankly, given this week, I would feel be I'm very. I'm this eating this rice cracker. I feel like it's like I'm fiddling while Rome burns. My God, what an f- absolute insane time and insane mess in this country of America. Yeah, because obviously you are in America, so it's even more it's prevalent. I mean, sorry, we've still got. To it's eat. been. While Alan, um, which uh, I'll come to that later on the emails, but while Alan finishes the uh, cracker, I mean, mm. someone wrote this tweet that said, this is pre some of the more intense stuff happening in America, said 2020 is giving off serious season finale vibes. <laughs> <laughs> My God. This is prior what to... What I hope it get renewed. Someone said this great thing today that said, you know, there's pictures of fires all around the White House. Mm-hmm. It's aerial shot. And uh, someone said, tell me in 2016 when he got elected, you did not think this was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's sort of you elect a clown, you get a circus. And he's now probably, this will be going out on Thursday, he's now hiding in a bunker, right? Is that true? Yes. And there's a great new um, hashtag that everyone's trying to go called hashtag bunker bitch. They're trying to do <laughs> just to annoy him. It's absolutely really? 
I mean, the thing I think is really interesting about it is um, the way that it's, you know, this why this feels different is that it's so, so much about people realizing the kind of institutionalized racism and like the police force is just inherently racist in this country. And, mm. and it's, and it's so inherent and institutionalized that we don't even notice it. And it's so many of the things that happen. And I've just been fascinated by just these layers upon layers of things that people are now thinking, Oh, I see. I'm, you know, that thing about no one is born a racist, but you are born into racism because yeah. the society is, is by nature racist. It's, it's just fascinating and awful. And I, I mean, Oh God. I just hope that at least the least that could good that could happen is that in November there is a government that actually has some compassion. Anyway, it's just it's mm. absolutely the idea that he could get back in after this. I mean, look what he's done. Mm. Look what he is. And he's still inciting violence. Anyway, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Um, you know, it's been a heavy week because not I mean Larry Kramer died. I thought that was going to make it a a big event for the week. Yeah. Then we've had the riots because of the murder of George Floyd. And uh, I've been reading a lot and looking a lot and trying to, I don't know if you feel this, but trying to assess what is a useful reaction Mm -hmm. that is going to go beyond the next two weeks. And, um, you know, the... I was looking at a couple of people who've said good things online that I thought I would share because I think it's now is a time to listen and read. Yeah. And and listen. Um so some people who are doing good stuff on Instagram, for example. Um Munro Bergdorf at Munro Bergdorf is sharing um really interesting stuff to do with Black Lives Matter and at das.penman has done a slideshow thing called George Floyd, How Can I Help from the UK? Oh, that's good. Which is uh, a series of um, recommended readings, accounts, uh, Instagram accounts, Rachel Cargill, Sassy Latte, Mona Chalabi, Candice Braithwaite and Munro Bergdorf. That's the phone. Um, but it sounds like you've got a phone rings. like you're in upstairs, downstairs. I know I bought one of those old phones. <laughs> Do you know um, what's so funny is no one ever the, rings. You should get the butler anymore. to answer that. <laughs> My husband, the butler. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's some interesting stuff there, which I think is good. And uh, the Conscious Kid is another account which is, shares a thing called 41 Children's Books to support conversations on race, racism, and resistance. Ooh, that's I'm good. showing Alan on my zoom screen because when you said earlier you know people aren't born racist but you're born into it Mm. the earlier you can be talking about this stuff Mm -hmm. i think is you know Mm -hmm. is really cool and something else that has been going on this week been going on it's beginning of pride month and a lot of people have been talking about how stonewall was a riot started by queer people of color exactly and yeah. The solidarity we were shown by queer people of colour needs to be returned. Absolutely. And also I feel it's really interesting. I feel like I reached out yesterday to a couple of people who I knew were out and protesting. Little um Eves, who we uh have um who we know, Eves Mathieu. Yes. He's called at Evesdropper on Instagram. And yes. he has been doing some really cool stuff. Really actually. amazing. And I also, you know, I'm worried for him. I mean, he talked about he was prepared to give up his life. And 
you know, the, the, the thing that's so galling and so scary, and especially more than ever right now, is this idea that you are afraid just going out, well, like, you know, the, the man who was killed when he was jogging. I mean, you're just afraid to actually leave your house. Just being in the world makes you a target. Yeah. And that, and especially right now, I suppose less so right now because so many people are of all uh, colours and creeds and ages are out demonstrating. But I, so I, I hopefully people don't feel so alone. But um, mm. I mean, I've, I've thought that in the past about even like, you know, smoking pot. I think I talked about that with Cynthia Nixon. Yes. The idea that I, I, I've smoked pot on the street outside my bar. I, I've never, I never worry that anything's going to happen to me. If I were of color, I could go to prison or, you know, mm. lose my life if I, resi- I mean, it's, it's just, this is, it's, it's taking it back to the very simple idea that just being yourself in the world, you are a, you are a, a, a target and you are a, an object of, of hatred. And that is backed up by society's rules. It's awful. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think we have to give an honourable mention to Larry Kramer as well. Yes, little laddie. So tell me what, uh, tell me about Larry Kramer. God, I don't think just, just as you took a bite of your <laughs> rice cake. I'm so sorry to be doing this. Fill- I had another Zoom thing before this and I didn't have a chance to eat breakfast and I'm starving. I'm having two rice cakes. This is what I have for my breakfast. Well, I have a shake usually, but then I have two rice cakes. This one. One had homemade hummus that I made with ramps, the last of the ramps. And this one is um, Vegemite. I have a rice cracker with Vegemite every day. I love Vegemite more than life itself. Isn't it delicious? The last time I saw Larry Kramer was at the chiropractor because we shared the same, (laughs) we shared the same chiropractor. (laughs) But just to explain who Larry Kramer is though, for those who might not know. Larry Kramer was a writer and an activist and he was kind of one of the first people to talk about AIDS and to kind of like screech about AIDS and screech about um, how important it was for people to realize what was coming and to change their sexual practices and to, and he was, he was always very contentious. He's, he started the GMHC, the Gray Men's Health Crisis. And, but then he kind of got booted out of that because he was, he was kind of, it's interesting, I think, his sort of, him as a sort of metaphor, that it's kind of similar to that guy we were talking about, the one who, um, you know, got got all the prep for everybody, that Irish guy in, oh, yeah, in yeah. London. In order for things to get done, there's a certain level of sort of mediation and, you know, um, diplomacy and kind of getting people on board. Larry was not into that at all. Larry was just like, listen to me, here's the truth, here's the actual what's going on, and I don't give mm. a fuck about what any of you... Um, have to say uh, in this sort of take it slowly, all that stuff. Exactly just what I said a couple of minutes ago, actually. But he, so he was, he got booted out of the GMHC. Then he kind of uh, started or was one of the founding members of ACT UP, which was a very sort of uh, much more sort of militant and activist movement about AIDS and about the government's refusal to, you know, get um, fast track the, the um, medical things. So he was just this incredible person. He also, you know, wrote, was a writer of great note. He wrote The Normal Heart, which is this play kind of about his, uh, the, the, the founding of the GMHC and all these things. 
and he wrote a very controversial book called Faggots that that's about life as he saw it at that time. And he just he never kind of shut up, even when the Normal Heart was on Broadway again a couple of years ago. I saw him outside handing out leaflets, and I can't remember what oh, it was wow. what it was about actually, what what he was handing the, what the leaflets were for. But he's he was were just, they for a local chiropractor? <laughs> but then I saw <laughs> that's what's so funny. So I was in this film a few years ago called After Louis. Where I play a sort of older gay gentleman who uh, had been an act up and it was directed and written, uh, co-written by this man called Vincent Gagliostro, uh, who had been an act up and was this uh, artist. And uh, so I was playing kind of a version of him and also that's written by this, my, my friend, um, Anthony Johnston. And uh, what was interesting, it was about a younger man and an older man. And Vincent was mm. an older gay man. And Anthony's a younger gay man, and they kind of came together to. Anthony was brought on to kind of make the script, uh, have you know, better, I suppose. And and so in the story, the story of the film kind of um, uh, mirrored what was happening in real life. And I played the older guy, and uh, there was a younger guy who I kind of you know, I'm, I'm this angry man. I've got survivor's guilt about AIDS. I'm doing this documentary about my friend. I'm kind of obsessed with it, and it's this kind of thing, the schism between generations. Uh, of gay men because basically there's a generation missing a whole generation that we lost to AIDS and so there aren't mentors for those younger people and also and there's then these kind of older gay men who are like you don't know what it's like we had to do this. and the younger gay men are like well no we don't know what it's like but don't shut us out don't just let us know try and talk to us so it was a really interesting film and Larry was uh, very uh, behind it and because uh, he and Vincent were old friends so he came to he came to the a screening of it, and then when it was kind of coming out, uh, I just happened to be in the chiropractor, and there he was uh, in, at the reception, and he was, we were talking about the film about to be released and everything like that. And that was the last time I saw him a couple of years ago. But an absolutely oh. amazing man, and uh, yes, took no prisoners, and I love that. He yeah, one of the pivotal people as to why we have the rights we have today no mm -hmm. very much so shall we take a look at messages and emails alan i would love to almost as Wonderful. much as i'm loving this vegemite rice cracker <laughs> well i'm going to give you a couple of shorties but mm -hmm. they're a fun so john says on twitter he's been sharing a um, I just thought I'd clear up any loose ends on Alan's colonoscopy is where I'm headed here. <laughs> uh, John says, uh, John Bizzle says on Twitter, if you don't think a colonoscopy story could be charming, you haven't heard one from Alan Cumming. Oh. <laughs> he's now co-hosting co the Homo Sapiens podcast with Mr. Chris Sweeney. It's a twinkling light in my laborious lockdown. Have a listen. Aww. So. You've oh, yes. been connecting with people all over the planet. <laughs> Through my colon. <laughs> <laughs> Through your colon. <laughs> and we had a really sweet uh, message from someone in Argentina who said, um, may I take this opportunity to thank you for having created a program that not only gives voice to different LGBTQ plus life stories, but also being able to entertain amidst such darkness and discrimination that still exists in and towards our community. Well, we've talked a little bit about that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I also want to thank you for helping me in difficult times during these sleepless nights. There are not enough words to thank. Thank you. Big hugs from Argentina. 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 So, um, oh, and Alan, you've had an apology through. Oh. Um, 
Hello. Uh, this is from Adam. You read out my review on the podcast yesterday. Unfortunately, Mingy Mingu was is that's the person. Oh, name. it's Mingy Mingu. I remember her. Yeah, it's Mingy Mingu. <laughs> uh, and no, it's a him. I think Adam. Oh, but I mean, who would I be to say? Uh, and I just wanted to let you know that I didn't mean to disrespect Alan by only mentioning Chris as an influential person I've discovered from the podcast. I didn't mention him because Spy Kids is one of my favourite films of the charts. I've known about him for over nearly 20 years. It's more than 20 years, actually. <laughs> well, listen, I don't think you were offended. I won't. Um, but I won't, thank you very much. I won't speak on your behalf. No, I won't. Cool. Now, um, uh, we've been sent a cool thing, which is um, uh, it's a thing called West Yorkshire Queer Stories. Mm. So um, there is a project called, hang on, let me just try and Google it. Do they still have that thing called Queer Up North, that festival? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so there is a great thing in Yorkshire called Mesmac, which is a big sexual health organisation, which is about men who like to have sex with men, not Mm. necessarily gay it's just men who have sex with they men. help out when we're busy exactly <laughs> there's not enough of us on the ground anyway to do with them they've set up a thing called west yorkshire queer stories which is from weatherby to wakefield cleckigan to castleford everyone has a memory worth sharing from 2018 to 2020 west yorkshire queer stories collected stories about lgbtiq plus life from the everyday to the extraordinary and if you go to wyqs.co.uk you can see and read all about it fascinating terribly fascinating what Um, was the thing again tell me the name of the thing again West Yorkshire Queer Stories, which is wyqs.co.uk. Nice. Now, we've got some emails with people talking about uh, Hannah Gadsby. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just quick, if I could have a jingle, quick bum bag update. Has she posted you the bum bag yet? Nothing. I was actually going to send her an email because she very kind. It's all happening. Like her show's out. Douglas is on Netflix. Um, her Homo Sapiens interview was out this week. And also she did I mean, her the, the thing for the club coming community chess. She offered herself up as a, and you could still bid on it, uh, you know, to for a Zoom call. All happened this week. And so I was going to mm-hmm. email her and thank her. And I thought, gosh, I sort of, and maybe I'll wait. So it doesn't seem like I'm desperately trying to get a bum bag. You've got to sort of time it. But there's no bum bag coming thus far. I know. I mean, I <laughs> did campaign quite heavily for it in the uh, episode and I'm doing it again. <laughs> And I did it last this week, I what, think, as well. <laughs> this is what happens when they get mega famous. There's too many people between them and the general public. That's right. Get through to Forget them. Forget about their bum bag promise. The merch just gets stuck in the mm. whatever. Mm. Now, um, this subject is called Latest Episode and Tea Cozy. Ooh. Hi, Alan. Hi, Chris. The podcast and your Sunday Instagram lives are what keep me sane in these insane times. You always make me laugh and also inspire me. I'm already 49 and in the last two years I've started to really put together the pieces of my sexuality. It was always a strange kind of muddle for me until learning about and discovering that there is this spectrum called asexuality. Suddenly so many things started to make complete sense and it was such a relief even though I'm a bit sad that this kind of information was not around when I was a teen forward slash tween but better late than never. In the most recent episode Alan talked about wanting a proper knitted tea cosy. Yes. (laughs) I'm a I am a knitter. So if he would still like one, I can make him one. Shut up. Just tell me the preferred colours and it shall be done. Oh, Chris, my if you God. have anything you'd like knitters, the same offer stands. Thank you so much. Love, Ute. 
which is spelled U T E U T from Germany. Ute. Ute. Ute Lemper. Thank you. Well, how absolutely charming, Ute. That's so nice. I would like, what colour would I like? I think a red one. Okay. I'm going to go, thank you so much, firstly. You could get, do you know, do you know what, in Scotland you say if someone's a bit dopey, you say they're horn-knitted. Hand-knitted. Horn-knitted, really? Horn-knitted, always a bit (laughs) horn-knitted, that one. I think it means that you're just a bit stupid. But anyway, I don't know why, I don't know why I said that when we were talking about you, Chris. It was just coincidental. Yeah, I wonder. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Well, Uta, I don't want to push the boat out, but if if you fancied knitting Alan a bum bag as well, we could kill two birds with one stone. I'm just going to throw that. Don't let Hannah Gadsby off the hook. No, okay. I'd like. I'd love one in a sort of. I'm wearing an olive olive green the olive green t-shirt that kind of thing. I'd love. Well, a tea cozy too. Kind. You want a tea cozy as well. Oh yeah, I want a tea cozy as well. Oh, oh that's God, so yeah. nice. All I've got is like a white plasticky one that looks like a sheep in this house, and it's like covered in tea, and it's not great. I used to have a pig so one, I'd... but now I have that oh. awful crown one. I mean, it's nice, but the pearls keep falling off, and I'm worried the dogs are going to eat it. Talking of which, <laughs> can you hear above me? It's like the others. You know that film with Nicole Kidman. The others, you can hear dogs running around up upstairs because they're going out. Well, I can't. Do you know, I can't hear it. But what I can hear, funnily enough, is whenever I say your name in my head, uh, or like someone says, Alan, I hear in my head, Nicole Kidman saying to you, Alan, when uh, you were teasing her on Graham Norton. Oh, I see. So oh, yeah. Forever, forever, you are Alan? enshrined in my head as Alan. <laughs> what I was I teasing her about? A lot of things, actually, I remember. Two stories spring to mind about oh, that time when I went to, when I was the, uh, it was the New York Film Festival and um, I was asked if I would be <laughs> the ambassador for Grand Marnier. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was the ambassador for Grand Marnier for the New York Film Festival. <laughs> it was just, I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I, I got paid quite a lot of money and as much Grand Marnie as I could drink. And also they, they had other, you know, it's like a company that had other, they had Moe and Chandon. So I got loads of champagne, blah, blah, blah. And what I had to do was to go to three parties, the opening one and the ending one, and then this other one in the middle, you know, premieres at the film festival, which I probably would have gone to anyway. I got invited to them. And so I went along and I had the first day I was taken along the press line by the PR lady. And, I, and they said, oh, so Alan, what brings you out tonight? And I said, I'm the ambassador for Grand Marnie. And they were like, ha, 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 why are you really here? And I was like, no, really, I am the ambassador for Grand Marnie. And I said, because I said to the lady, maybe I should wear a sash saying Miss Grand Marnie. And she was like, that's a good idea. I was like, I was joking. Anyway, <laughs> the middle film was... Um, uh, that one by Lars von Trier, Dogville oh, or something. Dogville, yeah. Dog something. So I had to go backstage and be photographed with all the cast. And it was like <laughs> Lauren Bacall and all these people were in it. And she, I've been thinking about her a lot this week, actually, because I did a, an interview thing with Damien Barr. You know that amazing writer, Damien Barr? Oh, I love him. He yeah. did a thing on BBC yeah. Scotland called Shelf Isolation. And I was talking about listening and watching uh, Betty Bacall and t- uh, telling stories about her. And one of the things I saw her at this thing, uh, backstage, and I said, like, "Hey, Betty, wh- how are you?" Blah blah. I said, "What was it like making this film?" She went, "Oh, it was awful. We had to go to Sweden." I was like, "Oh, what was wrong with that?" She goes, "They have mayonnaise for breakfast." That's what she said. <laughs> she was like forced to eat mayonnaise for breakfast. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm standing there uh, with the cast, you know, backstage before they're going to be introduced before the film, and. Nicole comes up, she's in it, obviously. She comes up to me and we get a photo taken and she goes, she goes to me like, Alan, 
um, you're not in this film. I was like, uh, I know I'm not in this film. I noticed that. But I'm here because I'm the ambassador for Grand Marnie. <laughs> and the thing was, I actually think she thought I just didn't realize I wasn't in that film. <laughs> and somehow stumbled upon the green room. <laughs> I was getting photographed with everyone. <laughs> and she was really sort of nice gentle. Like she was talking to a sort of a simple person. That's ah. so funny. But that was it. That was <laughs> my... I loved being the ambassador for Grand Marnie. If there's anyone else out there who'd like me to be the ambassador for a small stipend, please uh, send uh, send these messages along. To alancumming.com forward slash shop. Forward slash whore. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah, but if you, um, that reminds me of a story where there's a band called Foles. Have you heard of them? Foles? Like Foles. Foles, like F-O-A-L-S. the baby horses. Yeah. No. So they're like, they're like a big indie band in the UK and they, um, they're really well known. They're huge, but uh-huh. like they thought it'd be funny to take their mate up the red carpet with them as if he was in the band. Cause uh-huh. no one ever remembers who else is in the band apart from the lead singer. Right. <laughs> so they, so he's, they have all these clips on like NME.com and stuff of him, them all being interviewed and them just asking their mate, like, tell us about the album. He's like, well, it's obviously a very visceral experience for us. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I loved it. So good. And this one is actually about Hannah Gadsby. The previous one I said was, I didn't think it was, um, Hello, Alan and Chris. Yesterday, I listened to your interview with Hannah Gadsby. I've been a fan of her since I saw her in the show, Please Like Me, and I'm so glad she's got more attention through Netflix. She's my favourite stand-up comedian. I really enjoyed your interview with her, letting her speak and talk about interesting things that aren't frivolous. But I also like that the three of you also laugh together. She doesn't do a lot of radio or TV interviews, at least not that I've seen. So I'm glad she did this one. I never tire of hearing her speak. She's so intelligent. Thank you for letting that show... What? Thank you for letting that show... Letting that show. Verb. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. The one person who doesn't have the email in front of him can actually understand it better. Thank you for letting that show in your interview with her. That's nice. Says Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. There's another email I want to read because it's about uh, autism and queerness. Oh, good. Uh, Called Louise has been in touch saying, Hannah Gadsby, autism and me. And she is... uh, a 20-year-old bisexual woman who was diagnosed with autism exactly seven months ago. I listened to your Hannah Gadsby episode today and I'm really appreciative being able to hear another autistic LGBT woman talk. This is one of the first occasions in my life that I've got to hear another autistic LGBT person talk, one of the others being Jack Munro, who was on this podcast season hmm. one, two, or one, I think. Um, I just She goes on and then um, 
she carries on, but uh, she then says, I just think there needs to be more, much more discussion and acceptance of autistic people, especially autistic women, both in the LGBT community and society in general. That's um, nice. That's true. That's very true. But that's a lovely email. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. I'm so glad we can have helped um, that lovely lady. And there's two other bits you're going to like oh, is on the same me? email. P.S. Well, one of them is one that's about me. So we're both going to come out of this happy. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa says, uh, P.S. Chris, you have such a relaxing voice. It's just so calming to listen to. That's nice. Thanks, it's true. Louisa. Um, 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 I'm going to do an ESMR video, whatever they're called. Um, What's that? And like a PPS. The, 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 you know, with you. The, 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 the going to sleep thing. Yeah, like I'm going to do, I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to do that thing. Oh, do that. You know oh, I thought those things because yeah. there's stuff I've been hearing on Instagram or whatever and it goes, it goes things like, hello, I'm Jerome <laughs> Flynn. And I am going to, you know, those ones are sort of, sort of massagey sort of sounding dolphins in the background and, or rain. Oh, I think, it's, it's to make you I think calm. they're in the same family. Yeah. I there's, think they're linked. There's a lot of people, there's a few sure. people done this. I know there's Jerome Flynn. There's someone else that I know as well. I Love should do Jerome that. Flynn, someone. Yeah. Jerome Flynn was Orlando when I was in As You Like It 75,000 years ago. Anyway, carry really? on. We've got to get the bit about me. Yes, exactly. Time is of the essence. PPS, as an autistic person, I have special interests, which is when I become intensely interested in specific subject areas. Usually it's Eurovision. But for <laughs> about two days when I was 17, my special interest was Alan Cumming. <laughs> so consider it an honour that you made it to special interest level and managed to briefly knock Eurovision off its top spot. Well, I am honoured, honoured yes. to have been a two-day quite um, sort of, yes, wormhole. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to read a rude email. Well, I'm not going to call it rude. That's me being uh, oversensitive. I'm just going to say I'm not going to only read praise. Uh, we had... Um, so Tim's been in touch. Well done. Really enjoying it. But would you... Con these, are, these are the words verbatim. No subject. Well done. Really enjoying it. But would you consider doing the whole show with the guest and then chatting on the other week? Thanks so much. <laughs> well, it's not chatting um, at the beginning. Yeah, I don't, I don't fully understand it. Yeah, Joseph has also been in touch. Hi, thanks for the great podcast with Hannah Gadsby. I listened the day after watching her Netflix special, Douglas. I became a fan after seeing Nanette last year. Really good interview. Please stop eating during the podcast. <laughs> it's unpleasant <laughs> It's unpleasant to hear you and speak, to try and speak while masticating. It's super annoying. <laughs> two, um, the audio levels on the podcast between the two of you from beginning to end and often your guests are all a bit all over the map. <laughs> <clears throat> I hope the uh, technical team listening uh, <laughs> on this call, on this Zoom call, are listening. Yeah, I think they're talking about the interviews, Chris, when our technical team are not with us, and it's you are the keeper of the keys of the audio things. Alan, that's quite enough. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I think yes, it gives us listen. a nice homespun, authentic quality. Well, good. And yes, is there a com conversation that could be had with who's in charge of the recording? <laughs> Don't know who that would be. <laughs> I have to turn the volume up and down at various points. It's a bit annoying. All in all, I really enjoy the podcast. Big fan, Joe in Toronto. Thanks, well, Joe. Well, thanks, Joe. Yeah, bless you. Thanks for your, I mean, thanks for your I mean, feedback. Bless you. Bless you, Joe. Bless you, Joe. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> oh, <right>. Bless you. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm such a brat. I can't help it. So I'm going to we're gonna do review of the week. We've got to do wormhole of the week. Ooh. We've got to do anecdote roulette. We've got tons to get through, so I'm gonna do review of the week very fast. This is where you can win a t-shirt, Alan. Right. Um 
for choosing the favourite review of the week. Okay. Uh, Learning to be more aware from Flossy BF says, Hello, I just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying the podcast. Having only recently found you, I'm a child protection social worker, white and heterosexual, and your conversations with each other and guests have allowed me the space to think about life the life experiences of young people and adults who identify as LGBTQ+. It has also given me opportunity to think about how I, as a caseworker, may be able to be more supportive thanks to the insights your conversations have given me. Oh, that's this nice. This will enable me... Isn't it lovely? Yeah. This will enable me to ask questions. Uh, anyway, she carries on. Thank you, Jane. Five Bless. stars. Bless her. Vicky Thank Hill. You. Uh, this next one is five stars as well. Vicky... No, not Vicky Hill. Vicky Chill. Get it? My new favourite podcast is the title. Aw. Thank you, Chris and Alan. You're hilarious and brilliant. Love your advice, stories and frankness. Uh, your advice on abusive relationships was spot on and your lefty, in inverted commas, opinions are refreshing. Loved the chat with Stephen Fry, the Tupperware story. And I'm not just writing this for a t-shirt or am I? Question mark. Love <laughs> from Vicky. What was my Tupperware uh, story? Oh, about having my Tupperware um, party when I was 45. Yes. Um, and then Mental Legge uh, is the name of the next one. Five stars again. Oh, good. Couldn't find any zero stars. Sorry, couldn't find any less than five stars. I promise. Guys, I'm so blinking happy you're back. Woohoo! Bloody love your podcast. And the addition of Alan Cumming is just pure genius, even though I do love William too. I canny wait for a trio episode. I'm 36, almost 37 years old, new mama. And I just want to say thank you for releasing this season early. It's the treat I needed on my weekly hour to myself. I'm currently suffering from PND and recovering from Corona. And it's been a hard and wild nine months. Gosh, becoming a that's, new a, person, that's a mother. double whammy. PND being postnatal, postnatal depression. depression right? Yeah, gosh, that's a that's poor thing. Mm. And I just wanted to say a massive thank you for the kindness and acceptance you all exude and for highlighting mental health issues for oh, everyone. That's great. Love you all much, Lee. Yeah. Um, Alan, who would you like to choose as your favourite? Favourite what? Out of those three. Favourite review? Oh. Um, who wins a t-shirt? Well, I think because of the combination of postnatal depression and COVID, I'm going to give it to that lady. So you're going to shun the social worker? <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry, I'm shunning. So I'm shunning. You're going to shun the child protection so social worker for... <laughs> you know, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world in the, in the t-shirts, in the free t-shirt business. The man has spoken. What would Mental you say? Would you, would you not agree? Get in touch. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to do an Oprah and say everybody gets a car. Everyone gets a t-shirt? Yeah. Flossie gets a t-shirt. Vicky Chill gets a t-shirt. Mental Leggy gets a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. <laughs> okay. So oh, that's that's how I pull it back. From Nailed it. But that's a very kind gesture, Christopher. Oh, You'd be in stop. That, would you? In that post office all morning. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're going to take a while to post. I'm going to share that with everyone because they need to be printed and blah, blah, blah. Now, Alan, did you happen to do a wormhole this week? Oh, bloody hell, yes. Well, it was fascinating. It started with me deciding to sell for the Club Coming Community Chest uh, this belt that I wore at the premiere of X-Men 2 in LA in 2003 or 4, whenever it was. I, I Like Levi's, or no, Lee Jeans um, said, would, they, would I like them to make a, a, a kilt suit, a denim kilt suit? 
because I was because my character mm-hmm. was blue, you see. And so they made this amazing suit yes. with all the little sparkle things on it, and I had a jacket and a, and a waistcoat, and I had these boots. And they and we when I was in San Francisco getting this done, they took me to this leather shop, which is not just the kind of leather shop I'd imagined it was going to be. And they <laughs> um made got nightcrawler studded. The word nightcrawler studded onto this big thick black belt. So I wore it, wow. huge success. And um, <laughs> and I decided, what am I doing with this stupid thing? I'm trying to think of things to sell to help the staff and the performers at my bar. So I thought, I'll auction that off. So I got it out and I was looking online for pictures of myself wearing it at the premiere mm. uh, so that I could give it to the boys who were going to do the, the, the auction thing. And then I, my, and then I ended up with um, Jerry and Mel B having had an affair in the Spice Girls because... <laughs> Because I realized that one of the guests who, one of my dates at at the premiere of X-Men 2 was in fact Jerry Spice. Jerry, uh, we're, f- we're friends. And really? uh, she came, she was in LA at the time. She came and uh, Jerry had seen my Hamlet. She came to see my Hamlet when she was a student. And that's why she she asked me to be in, they asked me to be in the film because of that. Anyway. I so love that. Isn't that hilarious? I almost had a t-shirt saying yeah. Ginger Spice saw my Hamlet. But so Jerry came and then so I saw pictures of Jerry and I uh, online with the in this outfit with the belt. And then because the other things at the side, I ended up watching that horrible person who I do not like. And I don't care if he hears I'm horrible and writes about me on Twitter called. Um, I can't remember his name and I, I'm glad he used to be a tabloid editor. Now he's just spews, spews danger through ignorance and. And and. And white privilege. Anyway, him talking to both Jerry and Mel B. And when Mel B was on it, she talked about them having had a little dalliance. And uh, that was, that's mm-hmm. where I ended up looking for pictures of me wearing a belt and ended up talking about or looking at lesbianic spice action. That was Love my it. wormhole of the week. What about you? What's your wormhole? My wormhole was, well, it started with snakes. Shut up. Because you had a snake incident. That's right. Let's talk about your snake. And it ended with Kate Moss. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I started looking. So there I am skipping around outside my house. Mm -hmm. And I look down and there is a bloody snake standing next to me. And how did you slithering along the wall? I lost my shit and Uh ran inside. Uh I was on the phone to my mum at the time, actually. And I went, fucking hell, there's a snake. And she went, don't worry about it. Anyway, so then I realised when I, and I went inside, took the dog inside, shut all the doors within 60 seconds. And then I said to, um, and then I was like, oh, I don't actually know what kind of snake that was. So I need to Google to see if I can find a Google image of whatever yeah. snake it was. Uh-huh. It was quite patterned and quite colourful. So it's like poisonous was my thing. But then um, I couldn't find anything. Uh and then I'm sitting there tapping away later, half an hour later. I look around. No, sorry. I look around because I hear a swooshing noise coming up the hallway. I look down and there is a snake. The same snake comes swooshing into the room where I was. Where had it been? Uh, it had got into the house somehow. Oh, my God. Whoa. So anyway, uh, the RSPCA came. They took it away. Whoa. Um, and said, oh, I can't put it too far from the house because it will be not very near its nest. I said, oh, my God. Please don't, 
Please don't talk about nests. <laughs> a nest of vipers. Well, I did actually discover that it was a grass snake, but my wormhole was in my voyage of discovery, which got a little distracted because I started looking up snake identification. Then uh, I was like, what do snakes eat? Because I was worried it was going to try and eat the dog because the dog is very small. So then I was like, what do snakes eat? It's not that small. Which snake? That snake couldn't have But no, I thought dog. it might, as in if it ate rats, it might try and bite the dog. Oh, and slowly eat it. Well, who knows? Worried parent. Mm. Uh, which then took me on to like various grass snake type websites, which mm. somehow I then ended up on some house and garden thing, which took me to like pretty Cotswolds villages. And then I'm sure I was on a piece about where Kate Moss lives in the Cotswolds. And then I ended up, this is when I woke up out of my trance when yeah. I was on a piece called Kate Moss, My Life in Slip Dresses. Oh and I was God. like, which was a genuine piece published in Vogue this month. And I thought, why am I reading this? Right. Uh, I hear you. So that, that was your that's wormhole. When I pressed, that was my wormhole. And I pressed pause and exited. Uh, oh, we've got to do anecdote roulette. Oh, yeah. Da -da -da -da. Anecdote roulette. Okay, Alan, we're going to do, we've done quite a few anecdotes, but here we are. We're going to do it anyway, because the people wrote in with the names. Tell me, Alan, um, that I'm going to explain. Anecdote roulette is where we ask, we pick any name from you listeners mm. that you've sent in. And Alan has to think if he has an anecdote involving them. It could have been, for example, this week could have been Grandmanier mayonnaise, just to mention a few foodstuffs, <laughs> wine that Alan's been intimately involved in. Is there an anecdote roulette to do with Cher? Oh, yes, there is. Because I was in a film with Cher. Did you know that? I, I was actually don't think. I, think I, did. I was in that film uh, Burlesque with Cher and uh, Christina Aguilera, oh, yes, yes. amongst others. And uh, I didn't have many scenes with Cher, a few. But uh, my favourite thing is the first time I met her, the f I, uh, they were filming and I was on the set for a costume fitting or something. And uh, it was the day that um, Stanley Tucci, who was also in it, who's absolutely lovely, had been nominated for an Oscar for playing a murderer and that thing where he kept a girl down in a sort of hole in the in the ground and um oh. can't remember what that's called but um <clears throat> anyway stanley'd been nominated for an oscar so they're having a sort of little drink sound of music <laughs> <You're> <laughs> terrible uh, a little drinks party on the set so the producer said oh have you know blah blah come and have a say hello to everyone went, have you met Cher? i was like no so it went over and went Cher, this is alan well obviously i'm alan coming i don't have i don't have just one name not just like madonna <laughs> or Cher. Um, I wish I was Alan. <laughs> yeah. Too many Alans. Anyway, uh, and so we started chatting. And what was hilarious was we just talked about olives. Because Oli really? there was olives on the little bar. It was on the set of Burlesque in the, in the club. And there was, uh, this, and we just started talking about olives and how, what different wow. kinds. She likes calamati. I was like, oh, I like those, but I like the ones that are stuffed with them. On and on about olives. And then my favourite part was just, she, I don't, we were having champagne. I don't think she was having any. I said, oh, don't you drink, Cher? <clears throat> and uh, she was, oh, no, I do it. And, she, and the thing that she liked, she couldn't remember the name of the alcohol, but she knew that it came in a velvet bag. Do you know that funny liqueur that comes in a sort of, <laughs> of a velvet bag with a drawstring? I can't remember the name of it. That's, that's what Cher <laughs> likes to drink. I thought, you're terrible. You can't even remember the name of the drink, but all you know is it's in a velvet bag. That's pretty wow. Cher. That's pretty Cher on the nose, though, isn't it? That's so Cher. I, I believe she was nice. She's absolutely charming. Yes, really oh. lovely. Very lovely. And I love that in her last concert. 
she comes on stage and she, and everyone goes nuts and she goes, "What's your granny doing tonight?" <laughs> Does she? Yes, that's our that's our opening gambit. Because our friend Rod, you know, bright yes. light, bright light, bright light, bright light. You know who him DJs well. uh, sometimes at Club Coming, and he's just a darling. And actually, I was I. How do you know him? I met him when he was a busker on Tottenham Court Road, and oh. I was just starting out music videos and i messaged him on myspace remember that no uh you you were their ambassador for a minute um <laughs> and uh i messaged him and said i love your music let's do a video and we became great friends did you do his video i did uh a video which was him and sock puppets have you ever seen it no it's an old video must look it up i'm gonna send it to you you will laugh like a drain i i, I, I can't wait to see it i did a song with him on his a couple of albums ago did uh, you? Yeah, yeah. It was an album. He did sort of like one with um, Jason from the Scissor Sisters, uh, mm-hmm. Elton, you know, all these different people. And I did a song. Yeah, he... That's how we met. Well, no, actually, I met him at, in, we we're sitting next to each other at Joe's pub one night. And then now he does, Aww. he does, uh, he does, because, you know, he loves 90s music and he does a Romeo and Michelle's uh, high school disco sort of thing on a Sunday, a Saturday afternoon at uh, a club coming. And it's a huge hit. And if you want to do a request, you write it on a post-it. I love that, funny? that. So anyway, why were we talking about Rod? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, because of Cher. Oh yeah, so Cher, he opened uh, uh, for Cher in her that European leg yeah. of her tour recently. So he was telling me. Yes. Incredible, no? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I Is mean, that it? from Olive's, from yeah is that is that it am Mayon- i awake yeah mayonnaise That's olives it. uh grand marnier maybe grand Cher. marnier could be our sponsor for this podcast we need a sponsor don't absolutely. we absolutely we're, we're open to offers yeah <laughs> um anything with booze involved <laughs> yeah uh, that's well it's been an absolute pleasure alan thank you thank, thank you, you too. i feel like you've also by the way you've really cheered me up so thank you ah uh, i've cheered myself up as well we've, i mean i've cheered myself up cheering you up because yes it's <laughs> tough times and uh but you yeah. know like judy dench said you just got to keep on smiling next thursday we've got uh an interview with toast of broadway it's what i call him every time i mention him jeremy o'harris <laughs> you were in a play of his no i was i was in a play of his called daddy and mm-hmm. jeremy is a really exciting and fascinating young uh african-american playwright who is uh really provocative and deals with all these issues that you know we don't talk about enough and we're seeing in our current situation um perhaps the products of not talking enough about these things so he's very it's, it's very prescient that he's our guest next week and he talks about some of those controversial subjects and is also an absolute darling too yeah so tune in so that's very so tune in and if you want to get in touch with any of your thoughts it's hello at homosapienspodcast.com or message us on instagram send us your names for anecdote roulette as well people yes challenge alan if he has an anecdote about a certain person or a certain thing oh, I, oh, I want to do annika rice see if you've got her um uh yeah cha- hashtag challenge alan tweet challenge us alan. instagram us do the whole shebang thank you very much for listening everybody Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.